It looks like the Buccaneers have named their starting quarterback for Friday's preseason game against the Steelers, and it's an interesting choice. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this Tuesday episode of Locked on Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. The show is at Locked on Bucks. I am James Yarko at jyarko underscore bucks, deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, credentialed media member covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. We want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. On today's episode of Locked on Bucks, we are closing in on the Bucks' first preseason game, and there's plenty to look at, look for in that matchup while Devin White is talking the talk, but we're going to see if he will walk the walk when the time comes. However, we all know this conversation has to start with the quarterbacks. And Pewter Report, more specifically J.C. Allen, over at the Pewter Report, broke the news on Monday that Baker Mayfield is going to start this Friday's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, giving him pretty much the first bite of the apple, so to speak, when it comes to this quarterback competition against real opponents. We have talked numerous times, David and myself, on this show about some of the struggles that Baker Mayfield has had throughout training camp, especially when it comes to turning the ball over. A lot of people are putting a lot of weight into those turnovers. Others don't see it as a very big deal. However, when you take a look at him against Kyle Trask, who we're going to talk about a little bit uh, more later on in the show, you take a look at Baker's troubles protecting the football with the interceptions. He's had a couple of fumble issues. There have been some struggles. Now, is that because of learning the new offense? Maybe. Is that getting comfortable with his teammates, building that chemistry? could certainly play a part in it. You can't really use learning the new offense as an excuse for Baker Mayfield because the entire offense is learning a new offense under Dave Canales, so everyone's having a little bit of growing pains there. But there's no doubt that Baker Mayfield has struggled a little bit in the early parts of this training camp. Now, he's also made some great plays. He's made some beautiful throws, and one of the things that we keep coming back to, other media members that are covering this training camp are coming back to, is the difference in the deep ball attack between Baker and Kyle Trask. Baker seems to have a little bit better touch when it comes to those deep passes, and you know Kyle Trask just doesn't really have that. He, he has a couple of moments here and there, but overall, Baker is the better deep ball passer. Is that worth the trade-off of not protecting the football? I guess we're going to find out what the Buccaneers think. I personally would say if one quarterback is better at the deep ball but isn't as good as protecting the ball, what good is it to have a better deep aerial attack passer when he's also turning the ball over? 
I would take away the deep ball in order to continue to have my team march down the field and get into scoring range rather than risk turning the ball over. And you're going to risk turning the ball over no matter who's a quarterback, no matter how deep the passes are. We see defensive players make incredible plays all the time, but one of these quarterbacks is turning the ball over at a much higher rate than the other one. You take a look at the Buccaneers' decision to start Baker Mayfield on Friday, and you say, well, doesn't look like he's performing as well as Kyle Trask. It doesn't look like he has quite as much of a grasp on the offense. It doesn't look like he has as good a chemistry. Why would he get the start? Well, you have to take a look at Baker Mayfield's history in order to find the reason that he should start. He's been a starting quarterback in this league. He has faced this Pittsburgh Steelers team numerous times. And yes, it's preseason. It's not that big of a deal. But he is familiar with the opponent on the other side of the field. He was brought in to compete for this starting job as a former starting quarterback, as a quarterback with playoff experience under his belt. You'd like to think that these turnovers, these issues in training camp are going to work themselves out and Baker would emerge as the better quarterback. He's the bigger name. He's going to get the attention he's going to get you know the the fanfare all of that and so you have to pick one right only one of these guys can start you're going to start with the free agent acquisition with the starting experience and you're going to go on from there but the bigger question to me how much time is baker mayfield going to get with the starters not only that how many of these starters are going to actually play? We're going to continue to get into that later on, starting tomorrow on WTSP Wednesday with Evan Klosky. So everydayers, make sure you come back for that. We're going to start discussing how many of these starters and which starters should be playing in this game. But you, you look at the general rule of thumb for preseason games, and usually the starters in that first preseason game get a drive, maybe two drives, but this is a unique situation, right? The Bucs don't have an official starting quarterback at this point. So to me, whoever starts the game should get the full first quarter. Then the backup should get the full second quarter. And then we kind of go from there. We're going to get into that a little bit more coming up, but I take a look at Baker specifically and I would say he should get two drives or the first quarter. And by that, I mean, if the second offensive drive for the Buccaneers is still ongoing when the first quarter ends, you let Baker finish out that drive, right? You let Baker you know, have that full second possession of the football, regardless of if it spills over into the second quarter. So... If the first two drives are a three and out and then a nine play drive that ends in a field goal and then the second quarter rolls around before the Bucs get their third possession, that's Kyle Trask's time. That's when that's when he should be able to step on the field. It's all fluid. The Bucs need to see what they have. If the first two drives are three and outs, you're probably going to throw Baker out there one more time and say, all right, come on. 
you need to at least move the sticks. Let's see what you got. Go out there and and take this drive, and then again, kind of play it by ear. But I would say what you what you should be looking at is two drives or the first quarter, whichever one is completed later, if that makes sense. So plenty to talk about regarding the starting quarterbacks for this Friday and beyond. But what about that other guy that I keep bringing up? Kyle Trask has exceeded many people's expectations. So what kind of work should he get on Friday? That's coming up next here on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And of course, this show happens because of partners like our friends at eBay Motors. eBay Motors has teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. Looking for a second-year fantasy football wide receiver who can drive your team to big points while he catches on with a new starting quarterback? Then expect a smooth ride when investing in Saints Chris Olave. Olave was dangerous as a number one in every capacity as a rookie, and there's no reason to pump on the brakes now that he has Derek Carr throwing the ball to him. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories to fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. That's what I did when I just ordered brakes and rotors for my car off of eBay Motors. Seamless process, easy as could be. So you need to get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. <laughs> Thank you again for making Lock On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Every dayers, make sure you are coming back tomorrow for WTSP Wednesday. Evan Klosky is going to join the show. He's going to join me. We're going to talk quarterbacks. We're going to talk which starters should play on Friday. Plenty to discuss as long as our recording times don't continue to be cursed. The last couple of weeks, Evan and I have had some issues linking up. Not his fault been my fault but those things happen but evan and i will be back on tomorrow's episode in the meantime we need to talk about kyle trask and i know i'm gonna get grief on twitter i'm gonna get grief on uh the youtube comments because of how down i've been about kyle trask but 
he has performed really well in camp. He has definitely exceeded my expectations. He's exceeded a lot of the expectations of a lot of people that have seen him in training camp before. And I've said it before. I'm sure I'll say it again. We've talked on this show all the way back to right after the draft when the Buccaneers took him in the second round, that he was a late bloomer in high school. He was a late bloomer at Florida. Now it looks like he's coming into his own with the Buccaneers in the NFL. The game's slowing down for him a little bit. His reads are getting a little bit faster. Maybe it's this Dave Canales offense that makes things click for him a little bit better. We saw what Dave Canales did with Geno Smith last year with the Seattle Seahawks. Now we're starting to see some of that trickle over to Kyle Trask. And it's a great thing. It's absolutely a great thing. And Kyle has been especially good at protecting the ball in comparison to Baker Mayfield. Dave Canal has stressed multiple times since taking this offensive coordinator job that protecting the football is the number one priority of all the players on offense. So that kind of goes back to my point earlier when I was talking about do you sacrifice the deep ball? in order to mitigate the turnover risk, which is what you would do with Kyle Trask versus Baker Mayfield from what we've seen so far. So where does that leave Kyle on Friday? My personal belief, if you are going to have a true quarterback competition, you can do all you want in camp where they're alternating with the ones and the twos and they're each getting an opportunity with everybody. That's all well and good. That's great. That's fine. But if you want to have true apples to apples comparisons, both Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask have to be able to take the field with the starters in all three preseason games. You have to be able to judge these quarterbacks against the same live opponent each and every week. Because Baker could go out on Friday against the Steelers, and let's say he does what I said in, in segment one. He has a three and out. He's got a seven, eight, nine play drive that maybe ends in a field goal, and that's a, against the, the starting defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, you take a look at Kyle Trask, who comes in. Now he's on the field with some of the Buccaneers reserves. He's going up against the Steelers reserves on defense. He's got two touchdown drives. Well, the whole story the next day is going to be Baker Mayfield had two drives and he got three points. Kyle Trask got two drives and he got 14 points. It's, it's not a fair comparison. So you have, in order for it to be fair, you have to give Kyle time with the starters against the Steelers on Friday. And I, quite frankly, don't think that's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is Baker will be at the, with the starters. Kyle Trask is going to come in with the reserves and play the second quarter. And then he is the locked and loaded starter for the second preseason game against the Jets, which is a much tougher task. The Jets' defense is better than Pittsburgh's. The Jets' game is at the Meadowlands, not at home. So it's a tougher team to face. It's on the road and not at home. It's a different bar that you are setting in Kyle's start versus Baker's start. So 
when you when you take a look at this competition, you could have struggles for Baker this Friday, and Kyle does really well. Then you can have the inverse next week against the New York Jets, where Kyle's going to struggle against that starting Jets defense, and maybe Baker comes in against the reserves and does really well. Well, now you're stuck with that final preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens, and who knows how they're going to treat that game. Who knows if if the Ravens avoid putting any of their starters out on the field. We saw what happened with the Buccaneers last year with Aaron Stinney blowing out his knee against the Indianapolis Colts in the final preseason game. With, with the third preseason game having been the dress rehearsal before they cut it down to three preseason games and added a regular season game, it was a little easier to be able to tell what, what teams were going to do. Now, every team has a different philosophy on how they treat these preseason games. And maybe against the Jets, Kyle gets the first quarter, Baker gets the second quarter, but the Jets play their starters the first half, and they treat that as their dress rehearsal. So you have Sauce Gardner out there covering Mike Evans against both quarterbacks. You know, you have the Jets starters getting to face both guys. But again, for this to be a true, fair, equal competition, both of these players need to face the same defense with the same players around them in each game. So, yeah, Baker Mayfield is probably going to get the first quarter on Friday. Kyle's probably going to get the second. Then week two, they're going to flip-flop. But that doesn't give you any kind of barometer to judge how these two are doing in live action. Because they can perform as well as they want against their own defense who aren't actually allowed to touch them, aren't actually allowed to really put pressure on them because the Bucs are going to protect their own quarterback in practice. It's a completely different world when you are going up against a team where you have guys trying to win starting jobs or trying to make a roster and fighting and scratching and clawing to be one of those 53 that are named after the preseason is over. And if if Kyle is able to continue to do in live action what he's been doing in camp, he's going to come away the winner of this competition. He is going to be named the week one starter against the Minnesota Vikings because of all of the things that we have mentioned up to this point, protecting the football, grasping the offense, understanding what his role is and not putting the offense in jeopardy. However, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how the Bucs treat this competition when it comes to these preseason games. Let me know what your thoughts are on how you feel this would be a fair evaluation. Drop those in the YouTube comments. Or, uh, of course, you can email us at LockedOnBucksPodcast.gmail.com. But now you know my stance on it. All of our everydayers know I've been saying since the moment they signed him that I thought Baker Mayfield was the starter for this team. Kyle Trask has made me put my foot in my mouth a little bit. And now I want to see apples to apples comparisons between these two guys so that the Buccaneers have the best opportunity to win starting week one against those Minnesota Vikings 
with the right quarterback under center because they were fairly evaluated and judged throughout the entire process. Devin White said all the right things, and hopefully he actually believes what he's saying. That's next here on Locked on Bucks. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast. James Yarko, deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. And up until J.C. Allen of the Pewter Report dropped that uh, lovely little news that Baker Mayfield was getting to start on Friday, this was going to lead off the show because this is important news. This is important to, to discuss. And it was Devin White finally speaking with the media about his trade request, trade demand, however you want to phrase it, following practice on Monday. And Devin White said all the right things. He talked about how the the trade demand was selfish on his part, that it wasn't about being paid. It was about being the guy. He wanted, he wants to be the guy. He referenced how Levante David has been that for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for all of these years. That's what he wants. He wants to be the linchpin of the defense that everyone looks to as the leader. He still wants to be the captain of this football team. He's happy being in Tampa. He loves being in Tampa. He loves being a Buccaneer. He loves his coaches, loves his teammates. He was saying all of the right things. And he talked about how after he made his demand, he sat down with Todd Bowles and Jason Light, and they had a heart-to-heart discussion about what he wanted, what they wanted, and how these two sides saw their futures together. And Devin said that they came to, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm not giving exact quotes here, but he said that they came to an understanding about the future and about what Jason and Todd see his role being for this team for the long term. And you look at somebody like Devin White, and this is not a unique situation by any means. These guys that come into the league, especially these first round picks, these top 10 picks, and they get to the last year of their contract and all of a sudden it's, they want to be paid. Of course, that's going to be a huge part of it. They want to be paid what they feel they earned, what they feel they deserve, what they feel their position dictates for how well they play or how good they are amongst their peers at that position. But they want the security. You have to think about how young these guys are that are coming off of these rookie deals. We're talking early to mid-20s. And we saw it with Chris Godwin, right? We saw Chris Godwin get the franchise tag thrown on him because he got his ACL blown out. There was no long-term security for him there. So the Devin White situation, while we've discussed it numerous times on this show, and, and I've made the statement that if you have to choose between Devin and Antoine Winfield for the long term, I would choose Winfield. But things look to be going in a direction where the Buccaneers aren't going to make that choice. Because if that conversation was on the up and up between Jason, Todd, and Devin, and they laid out 
what they feel is the long-term plan for Devin White with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Devin's aware of the fact that the Buccaneers want to keep him. So no, it may not be on paper yet, but he knows that this is a team that values him, that wants him here, that needs him to be one of their locker room leaders, and he understands that the role he has to take on is improving. To to be that playoff run Devin White that we saw on a week-to-week basis, to bring that consistency that Levante David has week in and week out, that's his role. That's his job. He has to improve in coverage. He knows that. But he also has to be consistent. So there, there's some sort of gentleman's agreement here. I Reading between the lines, this is my opinion, that there's some sort of gentleman's agreement here that says, Devin, we know who you are. We know what you bring. We want you to be here. For the duration of your career, we just have to figure out the business side. Trust us to figure this out on our end so that we can give you what you deserve and you can stay here the way Levante has for the duration of your career. And the Buccaneers have a lot of these situations creeping up all this year. You have Devin. Last week, I talked about Antoine Winfield Jr. and Mike Evans. These are guys that the Buccaneers drafted to this organization and want to see retire with this organization because they bring so much, not just to the field, but to the locker room and to the community. So we'll see how this ends up playing out over the course of the season. We'll see if maybe there's a, an extension to be struck with Devin White during the year. I don't expect us to reach the end of this season and Devin, Antoine, and Mike are all sitting there without new deals. At least one, probably two of these guys are going to be locked up before the end of the 2023 regular season. Then you just have to worry about working out that last one before the open negotiating window. And maybe you use that open negotiating window and you say, look, See what you can get on the open market. You know, we know what we can afford to pay you. But if you get a better offer, we'll shuffle some things around to make sure that you stay here. Just give us the opportunity to make it right. And I could absolutely see any one of those three players saying, okay, let me see what offers I get. I'll come back. Let's get it worked out here in Tampa. Let somebody else do the negotiating for us. And then we'll be able to work it all out. We'll see. That's all That's all we can do at this point. But it was encouraging to see Devin White saying all of the right things. Let's see if he follows through and truly believes what he was telling the media after practice on Monday. With that, I'm going to bid you all a fair adieu. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Make sure that you are sending your reactions, your thoughts, your ideas, your topics, anything at all to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com, or you can send them to the DMs on Twitter at LockedOnBucks. Check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow me on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks, and of course, you can follow David 
at dharrison82. Come back tomorrow for WTSP Wednesday. I'll be joined by Evan Klosky to continue to ramp up to the first Buccaneers preseason game of the year going up against Pittsburgh Steelers this Friday. want to thank you for joining us here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank <laughs> you.